And my mom said, why don't you try not responding? Why don't you tell her that you're not free now mm-hmm. and that you're free later and mm-hmm. see if she puts in that effort? Mm-hmm. We didn't talk again. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Welcome back to season six of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, where it's okay to be uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Melissa and Vanessa. And today we're talking about why your friends suck. <laughs> Before we get into that topic, let's share what's made us uncomfortable recently. Vanessa, do you want to go first? Yes, I'd love to share. So at time of recording, it is about mid-February, I would say, right? And, oh, hello, big car. And also, (laughs) if you just heard that rumbly noise, it isn't our stomachs. We just ate dinner. Mm -hmm. It's because we are parked on the side of a road right now. But not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. We're overlooking... The beautiful bay <laughs> area. So we are in San Francisco and we tried, I tried to take Melissa up to Twin Peaks, but the road was closed and we turned left onto the side road and luckily there is still a view and lucky girls, a place to park our car. Mm-hmm. So we are sitting in my car with a really lovely view of the bay, basically of San Francisco. And we can see the Bay Bridge and all the lights. It's so romantic. It's romantic. We saw a couple of couples walking by. Couple of couples. A couple of couples. <laughs> we also saw some guy litter again. Oh my god! This is the second time we've seen someone litter today. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. But that's not what made me uncomfortable. So what's making me uncomfortable is that in just a short amount of time, speaking of friends, one of my best friends that I met in the Bay is moving. And I'm happy for her because she and her little family, they just bought a house, but their house is going to be like two hours away from here. Mm. So I'm super sad because obviously I love her and spending time with them. Mm -hmm. And her son is like my best friend. He's four now. So I know I'm just, I bought him a book today at, um, where do we go? Christopher's Christopher's bookstore. Highly recommend. Super cute. Um, you can grab brunch literally right across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty so, views of the city as well. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's making me uncomfortable. I just realized it Aww. just dawned on me again that she's leaving. <laughs> Sad. Sad. But yeah. good for them. Proud of them. Mm. You know, buying a house in this area is crazy. crazy. <laughs> I know. So I'm glad so they kudos. found something. Yeah. I had a rough couple of weeks. I almost <laughs> put in my two. Mm-hmm. I almost put in my two weeks notice, y'all. <laughs> That's how bad it's been. So I've been really uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable currently because I'm, you know, I was able to step away from, I'm in San Francisco right now. I'm away from home. So it's nice to get a change of scenery, literally, <laughs> literally, as I look out into. There's many hills here. Many hills. Um, so it's nice. But yeah, I've, you know, thinking about what recently has been making me uncomfortable is the fact that I have gone home crying <laughs> from yeah. work. A couple times now in the past maybe couple of weeks. So. And without your car to cry in. Oh my god, why did you remind Sorry. me? I don't think I ever talked about that, actually. Yeah, our car is our safe space. The car is safe space. Long story short on that is that I don't have a car right now. So, yeah, my life has been really tossed up into the air. Yeah. So, figuring it out. And Melissa and I actually, for context of the podcast, got started kind of talking about... 
most things in a car, Mm -hmm. which is why I think it's so fitting that we're doing a friendship episode while in a car, Uh looking over a view, because back in the day, Melissa and I used to go to this place called Rocket Ship Park in, is it Torrance? Mm -hmm. In Torrance. Shout out Torrance. Shout out to Torrance, California. (laughs) (laughs) We used to sit up there, look at the view, see the lights, see the ocean on the side, well, kind of, because it was dark. And um, look at us now. Who would have thought? I know. How many years We're not later? all the way up to Like 13 me. years later. Y'all, I sent my high school uh, ex, obviously, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was perusing. Melissa and I were looking through photos. And I found our prom picture from senior year. And I sent it to him. And he was like, oh, my God. How long ago was this? And I was like, I don't know, like 13 years. And then it actually has been 13 years. And it made me kind of want to barf a little bit. <laughs> But uh, Melissa and I, our friendship has stood the test of time, thankfully. And we're here to talk about why some friendships don't and maybe what some red flags are in a friendship. Or has it tested the time? Maybe I'm here to break up with you. That would be super awkward. (laughs) What a romantic place to break up. So what do you think makes people uncomfortable? Or maybe you can see from your own experience, mm-hmm. but like when you feel like a friendship isn't the same as it used to be, what do you think makes people uncomfortable with the idea of, of friendships changing, mm. evolving, growing, shifting? Oh, that's a big question. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's our classic question. <laughs> classic question. <laughs> well, it makes it uncomfortable. You kind of already answered it in that you know, change is always a hard thing for people. When you have an idea of what a friendship is Mm. in your brain, especially long-term friendships like ours, our friendship has evolved. And sometimes, and like like you said, our our friendship has lasted the test of time, but Mm -hmm. some don't. And I think what makes it uncomfortable is that you wonder, you, you at least for me, in my experience, you wonder why that is. And, and then you kind of go down, you, there's a possibility of going down the rabbit hole of, is it something about me mm. that's not making this work out? Yeah. Or it's, it's not the same because of me right. or vice versa. So then you start questioning like what the problem, what the problem is, even if maybe there isn't even a problem. So I, I think it's just the, the idea that like everyone is a creature of comfort. Mm-hmm. And the idea of having to potentially have some sort of deeper conversation about where this friendship is going, especially if you do want to continue this friendship or not, it's all (laughs) awkward. It's all uncomfortable. Hmm. I feel like people don't think of friendships the same way they think about romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, if you feel like you and your partner are off, most people will bring it up, address Uh it, something, talk about it. Uh, But I don't think we often approach our friendships the same way. I think we give friendships a little bit more leeway for some reason on that. Mm. Or like, not leeway. I don't know if that's the right term. But like, I feel like we give friendships more of the benefit of the doubt than we do with our romantic relationships. Is it because we just assume that the other person is going to be there or that like we'll figure it out together? I mean, obviously the level of intimacy is different in the way that you share of yourself with a friend, Uh but I don't know. I just sometimes think we get fixated on the idea that a friendship is supposed to last forever. And I know I 
was that way for <laughs> Melissa's smile laughing at me. Um, <laughs> I was that way for a long time. And for me, that was because my friends were my chosen family because uh-huh. I don't really have a big family. And so it was a big deal to me to, cho- to choose you in a way to be in my life. And then oh. for you, to, <laughs> for the general you, the royal you to not be there anymore for oh. it to feel like that's, <laughs> <laughs> to feel like that's changing. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. And I mean, I know Melissa just talked about this earlier, but just the idea of maybe nothing is wrong uh-huh. per se, but it's just different. It is. Uh-huh. And, and especially being okay with that. Is yes. Hard. Especially in friendships that have been around a while uh-huh. and you grew up with them mm-hmm. or went through a significant period in life with them. Uh-huh. And then you're different people. Yeah. Your needs are different. Yeah, and you talk about significant portions of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, there's different, not levels of friendship, I should say, but different types of friendships. There are. In a way, because you have those, like, if you have, if you've maintained friends from your childhood, mm-hmm. that's, like, one, rare. Yes. And two, crazy is wild, like, to yeah. be able to to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you have friends from high school. Maybe you went to different, you know, different... You, you gain friends from high school, maybe sure. groups combine, maybe groups split up, you My know, whatever. My favorite is combining groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. I love, love that. It. And then you become like a gang. Like okay. <laughs> In my case, there's like 20 of us. Melissa like, went hard with the gang board. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> We're a gang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Just kidding. No, don't do that. Don't do jokes. No, that's, <laughs> don't do that's jokes. fair. <laughs> but even with childhood friendships, I think, too, there's this level of you cannot expect the same closeness, mm-hmm. maybe. Or the same, I don't even want to say closeness, just the same kind of relationship you had. Like, the, our friend group from high school. Uh-huh. It's not the same level of what that was then. Mm-hmm. And I can't, it's unreasonable to expect it to be the same now. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> we, it, we make the joke of like, okay, you try to make friends as an, I mean, you try to make plans as an adult with your friends <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm free in March on the third weekend specifically on Saturday between the hours of three and five. Does that work with everybody? <laughs> Great. So just See you logistics, <laughs> the logistics wise, yeah, it's even it is harder. harder. And then, you know, people are at different points in their life as an adult as well. Yes. Like some of our friends are married and some of our friends have kids. Yes. Some of our friends are single. And so it's just <sighs> logistics. Your, your expectations though, too, then have to adjust, right? Yeah. Of, of what your friend can actually contribute to. And, and vice versa. Like yes, how much yes. you can contribute as well. Right. And I, I know I for sure push myself to contribute a lot into mm-hmm. my friendships. Mm-hmm. One, because I live far from a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. And so I will make the effort to go out and it's for important events. You know, mm-hmm. weddings, baby showers, all that kind of stuff when I can, when I can afford it, when I have the time. Mm-hmm. But part of that energy is like I will put out that energy for people who I believe would do the same for me mm-hmm. and part of evolving in a friendship I think also means you having to take a step back and think am I getting out from this friendship the same energy that I'm putting into it yeah that's been the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. as an adult mm-hmm. over the past like five years having to reevaluate the people in my life yeah. because in your early in, in, in college it's like you have all of these friends and uh-huh. you go then to being adult where you try to maintain all of these relationships and maybe you can and maybe you can't mm-hmm. and eventually you get to the point where you have maybe a few closer friends but not as many friends yeah. and that too is is a shift 
uh-huh. of who is your village, who is your community. Yeah. And being intentional about uh-huh. that. So that's that's hard. But let's I wanna I wanna hear from you. When you notice a friendship has changed, mm-hmm. what are some friendship red flags where you're like, ooh, maybe this is not actually a friendship that is good for me? Or just ooh. maybe that's a big one. Maybe just signs that it might not be going in a positive direction anymore. Uh... I can share one that Evelyn has said. Okay, because I need time. <laughs> okay, Evelyn has always said, and I it took me a long time. And for background, everyone. Oh, yeah, Evelyn's my mom. <laughs> if you're just listening now. I refer to my mom never to her. Oh, God. I could never call her Evelyn to her face. And see if you're randomly listening to this. Absolutely not. No, but I do it facetiously, and now all my friends call her Evelyn, too. It's great. Uh, but, so now all of you as listeners can call her Evelyn. Just don't, not to her face, please. <laughs> She has always said that if they are not giving you the same time that you are giving them, Mm -hmm. then that's not. And she doesn't mean time just like time spent has to match hour for hour, minute to minute, you know, like that's (laughs) clock in and clock out. (laughs) (laughs) She might be crazy, but not that crazy. But, you know, for example, I had this one friend in high school and Mm -hmm. she would always want me to hang out. She would reach out to hang out with me. Only when she wanted to hang out or it was convenient for her. Uh And oftentimes I had to be the one to go over to her because we were in Carson and she lived in Lakewood. Uh And so it would always be me having to figure that part out. And it was never reciprocated in the sense that like me reaching out. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I can't. Blah, blah, blah. Uh And so my mom was like, why do you always bend over backwards to try to accommodate her uh-huh. if she won't do the same for you and at the time I was like what are you talking about mom like this is my friend like we've been friends since yeah. like kindergarten I don't understand and then you know I I did an experiment and my mom said why don't you try not responding why don't you tell her that you're not free now uh-huh. and that you're free later uh-huh. and see if she puts in that effort uh-huh. we didn't talk again <laughs> holy crap yeah I only know that she is like married I think because of like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we didn't really talk again after that. Isn't that wild? That is wild. And I'm like, wow, she didn't even reach out to me for anything. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, damn, Evelyn was right. (laughs) She's right. She's right about a lot of stuff. (coughs) Begrudgingly, I'll admit. If you hear Melissa and I coughing, (laughs) we've been kind of sick. Yeah. If you hear a little, like, (coughs) if it sounds like I have something in my mouth, it's because I have a cough She has a cough shot in her mouth. Okay. So that's one. That's one example. So do you have any friendship red flags? Not only the time thing, like putting in the same amount of effort, level of effort, I should say, Mm -hmm. but also being considerate of the things that the other person in this friendship has interest in versus doing, like, for example... When making plans to hang out, it's always maybe, like, one thing. Um, But not taking into consideration, oh, what do you want to do? It's always what they want to do. Oh. The activity of choice. Okay, so not really caring whether you want to do that thing or not. Yeah, it's not even, like, trying to explore... Other options. Other options. It's always what you're you're comfortable with. And I'm fine with that to an extent. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if we're going to talk about reciprocation yes. in a way it's like i'm constantly doing what you would like to do but it'd be nice to if be able did. to <laughs> be asked if i would like to do something else okay. you know okay that makes sense like i'm not so much of a or even ask 
like mm. ask if we want to do something else. Yeah. You know, I am not so much of like, I want to go to a club all the time and like, <laughs> you know, party like it's 1999. Sure. <laughs> we were children in 1999, by the way. I'm not, we're not that old. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, but if that's the suggestion that's always being put out there and I continue, I, you know, I start putting my foot down. I'm like, oh, I actually don't. I don't want to do that. Then would we stop hanging out? Maybe. You know? Try it. So, <laughs> yeah. And find I think out. that's kind of a red flag when the, when the friend in the situation is only suggesting or only wants to do things that they want to do versus yeah. like that is. exploring something else that can be mutually Ooh. beneficial. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have another one for you. Okay. And I, this is not one that I came up with organically. I heard this being talked about and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Jealousy. Interesting. If okay. your friend is continuously jealous of you and what? acts in certain ways where they'll get upset because they're jealous about something. Whoa. Okay. That's not probably a healthy relationship. Let's say that you get a promotion at work mm-hmm. and instead oh. of being happy for you, they're like, oh. and, and maybe they don't say it outwardly. They won't be like, oh, oh boo. Right. They'll, they'll be like, <laughs> Fuck your promotion. <laughs> <laughs> but they might exhibit behaviors that are like kind of standoffish or like you'll notice their face maybe not be as excited as, as mm-hmm. they might be. And and I feel like this happens just in life. It's normal to be jealous of other people. Mm-hmm. You compare yourself to others. That's te- that's totally normal. I've been jealous of my friends for different things. Okay. But not to the point where I I would be upset or besmirch wish, their wish them. It's no, it's not even about actively wishing someone ill. It's uh-huh. more just like, I can't be fully 100% happy for you oh, despite okay. not having that thing for myself. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Or, or acting out and being upset with you. And then you finding out that they're kind of upset because they actually are jealous of the thing that you are doing or the thing that you have oh. or don't have, I guess too. Yeah. Oh. That's a different level is jealousy. Right. And I think if you find yourself in a situation where maybe you are the jealous person, it would be nice for you to ask yourself, A, why am I friends with this other person? Mm -hmm. And then B, what is, what do I need to fix or address that I'm not addressing Uh that is preventing me from being completely happy? And I've heard this talked about before Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it was such a common thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of examples. And by the way, Carl's ro- rolling through here. I was going to say, you summoned him. Melissa asked me the other, was it today, yesterday? It was today. She was like, where's Carl? And I was like, girl, don't be asking for Carl. And now as we're sitting here, Carl is rolling, rolling in. in. Blocking the view. Yes. Okay, not fully. It's still pretty. It is. But here he is. You asked for him and here he is. Yeah, Carl the Fog. This is the San Francisco I know. Carl the Fog strikes again. If you haven't been to San Francisco, definitely visit. I don't live here, but Carl does. <laughs> Carl does. <laughs> Come see Carl. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I guess, I guess, in terms of that jealousy factor, that's uh-huh. an interesting one because I, I was trying to think of an example where I've, I've def, I want to say I, I can't say that I haven't been jealous of a friend and, like you know, it's impossible. Of yeah. course, we're all jealous of some people at some point at in some time. Point. It's yeah, literally yeah. impossible. But to the, but it does. I don't think I've ever gone to a point where I'm just like not fully happy for them though. Yeah, yeah. Or you act out towards them in some type of yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. If I ever do that, <laughs> you fucking tell me. I'm gonna call your ass out. <laughs> you tell on me. You tell on my. Come call my mom. <laughs> Auntie. <laughs> yeah, so that's one. Uh, and I'm trying to think if there's any other friendship red flags that I can think of off the top of my head. Mm. What else? 
when when they only hit you up for when they need you. Oh my god, you're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. If they need you for something, mm-hmm. it's not even to hang out. You I've don't mean been, that. I've been the friend that is the person that they go to when their immediate circle of people, yeah. they can't go to them. Shut or up. the or the tea that they have or the drama that they have or the issue that they have is with them and they can't talk to them. Yeah. So they talk to me about it. No way. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. Yeah, it's not the best. No. I enjoy the quality time that I get to spend, but I wish it wasn't spurred up like that in that way. Mm -hmm. I would like for us to do those types of hangouts and get into deep conversations without it having to be brought upon in that way. You're right, because there are sometimes friends who, yeah, you're hanging out together, Uh but lo and behold... There's something that they, an issue that they want to get off their chest or something. Or they like want your help with something. Mm-hmm. Can you help me do this or help someone that I know do that? Or mm-hmm. yeah. Or they lean on you for support in some way. Yeah. It's for me, it's been mostly like the lean on support or like a listening ear type of thing. But never listening back. So yeah. like you'll listen to them, uh-huh. but they don't care necessarily to they, listen to yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's. Or they only hit you, as, or is it like they only hit you up because they need you to listen to them? Yeah. Not because they just want to thoroughly hang out with you. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I've had that happen before. That sucks. Yeah. It's not ideal. And, and then I'm not, I'm not saying that like when we do hang out, we do obviously talk about the thing that they want to talk about, right? Because that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. But then they do end up listening to like stuff that I volunteer to share. Okay. But you know, it's the intention behind the like the initiation. The initiation of the hangout. Of the hangout. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like that's a little bit of a red flag. Sure. Because it's one thing to be a good listener, which you definitely are. Uh-huh. But Thanks. I think it's <laughs> I think it's another to, to only seek you out mm-hmm. to listen if I'm having a problem. Yeah. And the hangout is secondary. Yikes. Well, now that we've discussed a couple of, of red flags to look out for, and so if you're noticing these in any of your relationships... Uh-huh. Or in yourself. Right. Maybe you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to pivot now into talking about once you have an issue... There are kind of three things you can do about it, and there's not much else. So you can Mm -hmm. either accept the situation for what it is, Mm -hmm. which kind of means you can't complain about it anymore. Mm -hmm. You can address it, so bring up your concerns to the other person and Uh have a a radically candid conversation about Mm -hmm. what's going on. Mm -hmm. Or you can cut the relationship off and mm-hmm. decide that well I'm no longer going to engage in this mm-hmm. friendship I'm gonna we're gonna go our separate ways and that's okay yeah so all three are uncomfortable yeah and none of them are I don't think any one of them is necessarily easier than the other yeah especially depending on what kind of person you are if you're like more avoidant uh-huh. versus confrontational uh-huh. yeah so let's start with addressing it yeah have you ever had to address a behavior with a friend yeah Oh, <laughs> that was a solid response. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And vice versa. It was like a, a mutual thing. Okay. Oh, now I sound congested. Sorry, everyone. I'm like going through a lot. <laughs> We're not apologizing. Being sick is normal. Bye, bye, bye. You're right. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it was... In this case, it was a mutual thing. Okay. Where we both were having, like, miscommunication issues. Yeah. I'm not one to seek out the confrontation. No. No. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> um, I don't think m- most I people to, enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Some people like it. You're right. Yeah. Bad Girls Club exists for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> that is not an example <laughs> I thought you would have used. Anyways. 
But I like to have a plan. And when you're doing a confrontation, there's no real plan. There's no. You can kind of go in knowing what you want to say, but yeah. Which is why I usually make lists of things of like, okay, this is because I tend to in in confrontational situations, I tend to like black out. to put it lightly like it's like you have i have a that's why i like lists that i can reference to because when it comes to the situation sometimes my mind just goes blank no that's fair and sometimes in the heat of the moment and the and the emotion of it you Mm -hmm. kind of forget that you had wanted to bring something up yeah 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 so that's like always the uncomfortable part but yeah i have i've have have addressed things like that i also think it depends on you know so when you're choosing do i accept address or let go I think that there is an element of how much does this friendship matter to you? Yeah. How much does it, do you care that they remain in your life or not? Yeah. Because I think there's also a level where it's like, well, you know what? Actually, this friendship is kind of not, not serving really me. Serving, and, yeah. and there's no, and I don't want to salvage it. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that was a hard thing for you to do. Oh to like, my the God. The acceptance thing is is yeah this was a really hard uh, thing for you i remember it was it was and continues to be mm-hmm. a hard thing yeah. i well that's not true it's gotten much much easier you know i think because my oh, frontal lobe is more so. developed <laughs> i always go back to that it's <laughs> a good one it's a good one yeah and you know the more mature and the more experience you have dealing with hard conversations and, and changing relationships uh-huh yeah it's it's gotten easier to accept people for where they're at yeah. But that's also very much, I, I think, an inner thing where you have to think, A, what is my expectation of this person? Why aren't they meeting it? Uh-huh. B, is that expectation realistic given where we're both at in yeah. our lives? And then C, okay, what can I reasonably then expect from them uh-huh. that would still satisfy the, the, the idea of them being considered a friend in your life? Right. Yeah. Versus just an acquaintance. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a different level, you know? Mm-hmm. You know a lot of people as acquaintances, but not as all friends. Yeah. So, yeah, the accepting thing the accepting thing has been, you know, a harder one for me, too. Because, like I mentioned earlier, I everyone that I have in my life, I feel like I've chosen to be there. Mm-hmm. And so when people, when I feel like they're pulling away or changing, it's kind of hard for me. Uh-huh. Because I know that friendships aren't like family, even mm-hmm. though to me they are. So... That's just different, different perspectives of friendship. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, I've, I've definitely gone through the acceptance route. And also, I am a proponent for, like, I've always been this way, I think. There's a lot of friends that I have, but I'm not close to all of them. Like, close to all of them. They're, like, I, I would rather, I, I know that I have a small group of what I consider, like, my friend friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when you're saying, like, to you, friend there's friendships that you know they're your chosen family Mm -hmm. in a way some of the friends that i do have in my life Mm -hmm. they are like family at this point because they're like those distant cousins that you'll see at the parties all the time you know oh that makes me want to point out that just because someone has been in your life a long time Mm -hmm. like the the, the length of time that they've been your friend does not correlate to the quality of friendship Mm -hmm. you have with that person yeah 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 and so yeah because there's some some friends that I know that, like, I don't talk to them often. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I feel like I talk to you, like, every almost every day. Like, at least even, like, little bits here A and there. A text or two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But I have some friends that I, I know I haven't, like, been in contact with every day like that. But then when we do have time to, like, be together, yeah. it's, like, like that. Yeah, like, and it's yeah. quality. Yeah. And you know you kind of pick up right where you leave off. 
But there are some friends where, you know, that same amount of time might go by and it's not as easy to pick up, but that's also okay. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about the idea of accepting, Mm -hmm. you're not taking someone's shitty behavior and saying it's okay. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of saying, okay, well, they can't be there as much, maybe, or we can't talk every day anymore, Mm -hmm. maybe, and that's okay because blank. Maybe they have a family now, or they're working more, or they moved away, and just having to adjust your, again, your expectations of them. We want to be really clear that we're not saying that you need to accept people's terrible behavior towards you that is toxic and should not be allowed. Do not do that to yourself. Thank you for clarifying that. Absolutely not. We're not justifying shitty friends, okay? We're not. There is a thing, though, too, though, of, like, if your friend is exhibiting some, in your view, shitty behaviors, Mm -hmm. so maybe they are kind of what you said earlier, like, they only want to hang out um, when they need something or they only want to do what they want to do. I think you also have a choice, though, of accepting, like, that's the kind of person that they are. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to talk about it... Mm -hmm then you really don't have any other option but to accept yeah. or or cut them out of your life. Yeah, and and that's that's a factor what you said is a factor. It's like are you even willing to put forth that effort in itself to address it or or you know mm-hmm. bring it up because if that's going to be like a mental emotional toil on <sighs> your end yeah and with you know it's up to you if that's something that you want to do. Yeah. But there are going to be times where, at least I've experienced, where I'm just like, I'm just going to accept this as it is. Mm-hmm. This is not going to change. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, getting to the point of it being fine is, 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 hard. That, is the hard part. It's uncomfortable. I part. have a really great example. So, so, like, let's say you have a friend who you want to see them, you want to hang out, but they're very busy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are working a lot or they have a family. Pick one or the other. It doesn't matter. Or because, both. <laughs> because, right, or both because the outcome is the same. They're not available as much. Yeah. And they maybe, like... <laughs> try to do it all yeah because they want to be there for you but they can't always be there for you and then maybe they don't show up all the time yeah. to big events or whatever or they only show up for a little bit of time yeah i think there's a level of just accepting that their intention is good mm-hmm. and i think that's the key is knowing if your friend's intention is good and then just accepting that they're trying their best right so you have to question too is your friend's intention actually good mm-hmm. because sometimes it's not. Or it's, if, not even if it's good, or if they're even aware. Also you know? that. Yeah. Because that's a lot of times not. it's not, a, they're not aware. I would say a majority of the time, which is why I'm more of a fan of, if you can, bring it up. Yeah. Because I know that there's shit I do all the time I'm not aware of the impact of it. Yeah. Or that I'm even doing it. And I'd rather have someone tell me what I'm doing is impacting them negatively than them fade away into the distance without giving me a chance to, to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the, the dreaded part of, you know, having to cut people out. And I think everyone that I, well, I was going to say everyone I know has done that, but I don't know if that's true. I've done it. Have you done it? I don't think I've like actively like in my head, cutting them off is like a conscious decision. Yeah. I've had friendships that have just, like, fizzled out. Hmm. Not really, like, I'm cutting this off because of this XYZ toxic behavior. Ooh. It's just that I've, like, left it there. Or, like, it just let, you know, it okay. just fizzled out. Maybe I think it... we can talk about both. One of them is a little more aggressive than the other. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, like, cutting someone out of your life on purpose means that you're actively choosing to no longer speak to that person, hang yeah. out with them. Yeah. Because. Put forth any, any, any more effort. energy. Right. Yeah. Which I've definitely done. Uh-huh. 
I can think of one for sure example. Mm-hmm. But with that friend from high school that I was telling you about, oh, like I had known her since like early elementary days. Yeah. Uh, that one was more of an example of a fizzle out. Just accept that. It's, yeah. It's kind of a blend Accepted, of accepts. Acceptance that end up, acceptance is that this is like just going <laughs> to fizzle out. You're accepting that you're no longer really hanging out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But have you done a hard cutoff before? think so and i'm not saying that i've done a hard cutoff where it's like hey <laughs> melissa i am no longer your friend goodbye i feel like it hasn't been that dramatic <laughs> bye and to my to my credit i did try to fix it first mm-hmm. i had the conversation and then it was like well, i know who you're talking about <laughs> i was like well nothing's really changing and you know we're yeah. still not putting in any effort and therefore why why yeah why try i feel like that's the same example for me but obviously there was a different relationship yeah there um, from my end, but I know I've had conversations with this person and then it just go nowhere. And so I'm just like, all right, well, we've talked about it. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Ooh, you know what I do want to say about that kind of thing though? So if you're in a friend group, you know, you got a couple friends, you're all friends uh-huh. and then you decide, or maybe not even, it's not so much a decision, but just like it ends up not really working out. Mm-hmm. And your relationship changes to the point where you can't really be friends in a, in a way that's positive for the two of you. But you, they do still have somewhat relationships with other people. Uh-huh. That's been hard, I think, for me personally to, yeah. to see, to understand, to accept. It's like, why them and not me? Yeah. But that goes into this whole mindset, too, of like, well, is it me? Am I the problem? <laughs> am I the problem? Am I the drama? <laughs> am I? <laughs> and maybe. Maybe I am. I think that's <laughs> Well, I do think part of the hard part is having to turn the mirror on yourself. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And just being like, actually, maybe I am the problem. Like, maybe my attitudes about life, my approach does not fit their worldview. And then also, maybe looking at it, too, in a more neutral sense. Like, maybe not a problem, but it's just, it just doesn't align. Like, maybe Mm. their friendship and their, their connection that they have is different. I like that better. Yeah. Frankly, or, you know, just by mirror uniqueness to what their situation is with each other yeah that makes sense and not everyone obviously is the same yeah so why we always got to be the problem (laughs) i'm just kidding if you're the problem you know really it's all you know why it's because t swift made me more comfortable with being the problem (laughs) (laughs) t swift made me hi (laughs) (laughs) for me and the monster on the hill oh Friendships are hard. Maintaining they them are. is even harder. And it's knowing... really hard to be Vanessa's friend. <laughs> <Just> kidding, <laughs> yeah, you have to travel. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I think it is hard to be my friend sometimes. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> How self-aware of you. Proud of you. Thanks. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think it's hard. No, I'm being more facetious than that. <laughs> Uh, if, it, if, if you're finding it hard to be my friend, I'll be my friend. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now. Because I'm not... Accept me for who I am. I'm accepted or rejected at this point. Um, I was going to say, I'm not changing, but that's not true. I'm changing all the time. Yeah. Overall, I wanted to talk about this with you because our friendship has been through so many iterations. And I want to be clear with our audience, too, that, like, yeah, Melissa and I have known each other since, like, the fifth grade, but that doesn't mean that we were always... With this, like... Close. Yeah. 
And at times we weren't, and at times we were, and it would kind of fluctuate. And especially in college, because we were so far from each other, and our experiences were so so different. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, it was, was I I was further south, and you went all the way north. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You never left. Not all the way. Okay, fine, fine, fine. You're right, I never left. In fact, I just kept going north. You kept going north. (laughs) (laughs) Never went back. (laughs) Never looked back. Yeah, but I, that's okay. And I think that's that level of acceptance, too, where you just have to know that your friends are going to be there for you in different ways at different times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> what is it that that's saying? Like, people are in your life for a reason, a season. Like, have you heard that before? Yeah. And I was just trying to figure out another way to rhyme that, and I... I don't know either. I don't know the full saying. Is it a reason, a season, or a lifetime? I don't know. That seems much like a big jump. (laughs) But maybe. Uh, But what that really just means is like sometimes people are in your life because you're going through something or you're in a, in like a work environment together and, and that's okay too. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to accept. Friendships, I think the older you get are hard. And one of my really close friends, shout out to her, she's gonna be a mom like hello soon. Oh my God. Um, she's one of those friends where. I don't see her or talk to her for like stretches at a time, mm-hmm. but whenever we see each other, mm-hmm. it is, you know, clicks and yeah. yeah and so fulfilling. Uh-huh. But fun fact, there was actually a moment in college where I thought we were going to stop being friends. Ooh. Yeah. So juicy story. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she had a roommate situation that wasn't going so well mm-hmm. and we were kind of pseudo friend grouping. Like that yeah. was, you know, uh, in college, everyone's kind of pseudo friends, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but the girl that she was living with at the time had approached me and our, and my roommate and was like, hey, I'm looking to move out. Mm-hmm. I already talked to them. Mm-hmm. And we had an open room. So we said, oh, sure, whatever. Like, yeah. you can come live here. Uh-huh. We didn't. We weren't aware of all the layers of drama that mm-hmm. had been happening at that other household. And so then one morning on the way to class, I saw, uh, I saw my friend. And she looked so mad. And I playfully, like, smacked her butt. And she, like, turned around hella angry. I was just like, like yelled at me. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? Why are you mad? (laughs) And so I just, I remember sitting in lecture texting her like, hey, I don't really know what, (laughs) like, I know you're upset. And like, if you don't want to continue being friends over this, that's fine. But I'd rather like, if if you want to talk about, I'd rather us try to fix it. Yeah. Luckily, she's always been so mature. She sat down with me and and my other roommate. And like, we found out that the other girl hadn't been honest about how forthcoming she'd been about moving out. Uh And so everything was fine after that. But oh my God, can you imagine if I had not said anything or if she hadn't agreed to talk? It would have just been like... Friendship over or what? (laughs) That sucks. Like... I was in her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's, it just goes to show too, like you can survive a good talking to. Yeah. And sometimes it's necessary to move the friendship forward. Yeah. So, so it's just up to you. It's like how, where you're at currently. Yeah. Is this something that you can handle or shoulder? If yes. it's, you know, again, going back to the beginning, what we were talking about, like how is is this friendship worth salvaging mm-hmm. if it it seems as if some things have changed or shifted yeah do you want to shift with it you know that's uh, a good question yeah. do you want to shift with it yeah yeah because yeah. that requires some effort on your part too yeah so how to be more comfortable with this with the idea of of friendships changing accepting discussing letting go mm-hmm. oh, good question I feel like this is kind of our reasoning for a lot of things, but I think knowing that 
you know, especially at least in our age group, mm. we joke about it and how, like I said it earlier, it's like it's it's already so difficult to plan things. Yeah. With friends, so understanding and giving yourself that reminder that you're probably not the only one that's feeling that way so (laughs) and if this is the only time that you have like are hanging out together in the the number of months that we have in the year it's probably the only time that you'll you know one of the times that you'll be able to bring it up even so yeah use that time wisely do Mm -hmm. you want to just be in that moment and just enjoy that that quality time with that friend or do you want to take that time to like address things that have been on your mind about that friendship so i think it's like just just kind of checking in with yourself and seeing where you're at like is it worth it to you and knowing that you're not the only one probably thinking it so maybe it is worth bringing up okay that's yeah i i feel like that for me it's (sighs) like okay well i know i know bringing it up is hard but i always think okay a if you if you care to fix the friendship then you should probably bring it up right it's not gonna get fixed on its own it's just not because they don't know they're doing it they don't know the impact it's having on you and if you really think about it it's pretty unkind and uncool of you to have a problem with a friend and just not can, give them the chance to right they don't it. even know you have this problem and you're just kind of having this bad feeling towards them mm-hmm. I, thought, I would feel so bad that would yeah. suck to find out that someone has been mad at me for so long yeah and i could have maybe either explained why i was doing xyz yeah or tried to fix it and or and or both right yeah uh and so if you think about it that way it's it's more it's it's more selfish to harbor feelings of animosity towards someone you consider a friend without talking to them about it and if you're looking for a framework of how to have the conversation I always find it most helpful to think it was I think it's called radical candor I learned that work Uh, but it's actually really helpful and so it's situation behavior impact so you name the situation that was happening in a neutral way Mm -hmm. you identify the behavior that was upsetting to you and you ground it in the impact that it had on you Mm -hmm. instead of saying well when you did this Right. Mm -hmm. And I also don't think it's helpful to have a laundry list. And they say this about if you're fighting with like your significant other too, but like it's not helpful to have a laundry list of times where you wronged me (laughs) because that's just an attack. Yeah. And at that point you are not going to actually get to the root behavior that's making you upset Mm -hmm. because you're just listing a bunch of shit you're upset about. Mm -hmm. And so also not helpful. Not helpful. Also it's like, if you know definitely not neutral <laughs> it's yeah them. and then also like if you've been mad enough long enough to keep that long of a list like come on what are <laughs> that's also on you <laughs> that's uh, right that is also on you and you can't just like be the victim of the friendship mm-hmm. either that's not really i feel like we said this multiple times in different in different subjects today but like being your own advocate, advocate. yeah like if this friendship matters to you advocate for it advocate, advocate for, for it, it getting better advocate for it getting better but not to your like to your detriment in what we were saying mm, earlier. Yeah. Like over exerting or overextending yourself to try to make it work when yeah. like knowing also when to stop. When when your like <laughs> limit is. I think let's all take a page out of Evelyn's book. <laughs> now my mom and is, not bend over backwards multiple times. Right? Oh, absolutely. Now my mom is very quick to cut people off. So I wouldn't. <laughs> that's why I was joking earlier and said she's crazy. Um, she she's more on the on the quick side of I'm gonna cut you off if you wrong me type thing. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't maybe go that far. But she does have a point of you know I'm not going to 
kill myself trying to make it work to be your friend. Yeah. So also not fair to you. Yeah. So those, I think, are kind of two ways that you can get more comfortable with it. Maybe it just uh, requires a change in mindset around Mm -hmm. approaching those conversations. So, yes, maybe having difficult conversations with your friends or having to make the decision to not have someone in your life anymore Mm -hmm. is difficult. But we're all going through it and it's okay okay. to reevaluate the relationships in your life. And you know what? That's actually making me think about you as a person in the sense of what do you need out of your friendships? What boundaries do you maybe have? Maybe they've changed. Maybe your boundaries are different than what they used to be. Mm -hmm. And maybe you need to now communicate the change in those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is also in service of you getting better as a a friend as well. Because aren't you the reflection you mm-hmm. are a reflection of like the five closest people that you have in your life or something like that yeah people always be saying that <laughs> and, it's true. and i guess it's true <laughs> so you want to make sure those those that circle of people around you are looks good <laughs> <laughs> you know what we mean <laughs> anyway thank you for joining uh, a car conversation today so excited that we got to do this and we hope that you enjoyed this. We hope to give you some more of this kind of content. Yeah. Free-flowing conversation. Car convos. Car convos. Just like the good old days when yeah. we would, you would drive down to L.A. Yeah. Or I would drive up here. or what, yeah. Not here, here. But like in you yeah. know, north. Got it. You know, have our little catch-ups. But now you guys are in on it. Which is what we've always wanted. <laughs> so welcome. And thank you for listening. We release new episodes every week. So we'll see you next Tuesday.